0: church family. It's Chris and Tiffany, and we are excited to bring you our first teaching on our foundations. And we'd like to ask you, if possible, to follow along in our vision statement that's available online at our website. We want to get started with fivefold ministry and apostolic leadership. We're
1: going to begin by reading a portion of Ephesians 4, which is the section of scripture that addresses the fivefold ministry and fivefold leaders. Starting in Ephesians 4 verse 1, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, The evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love.
0: Amen. Okay, so verse 11 is where we get our idea for fivefold ministry. And this is not a unique thought for us, to our church. This is a, a pretty common idea, the fivefold ministry. However, it is worth pointing out that. The entire church doesn't believe this. For example, there are many who believe that there were actually four gifts mentioned here, not five, because... Paul says, and it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. There are some who believe that pastors and teachers is one gift, one entity. Also, there are some in the body of Christ who believe that many of these gifts no longer exist today, that they were only at the time of Christ or shortly thereafter for the establishment of the church, and that Paul, and the other apostles mentioned in the New Testament were unique, that there were no apostles after them. And so what we believe here is that apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, that all of these gifts are still in play today. And I can say this without a doubt. They are definitely needed today. And so one of the things that we want to talk about here is how that makes the church look different. How fivefold should make the church look different, especially than it seems to look today in many ways. And honey, I, I love the one of the things that you've shared, the idea of how these are gifts from our bridegroom to us, the bride of Christ, and how that impacts our thinking.
1: Yeah, I think it's such a powerful concept to step back, especially for those of us who haven't had a lot of experience or exposure to this idea of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers creating a foundation for the church. It's important to step back and see it from a big picture. And one of the things that the Lord spoke to my heart in regards to the fivefold ministry was that his relationship, the relationship of Christ with the church is this epic, large scale love story. It's a love story that literally takes our breath away. It's a story where the hero has given his life for the one that he loves. And he is coming to ransom her from slavery. And now as preparation for the marriage ceremony, he is giving to her all of these gifts that she will need to prepare herself for her bridegroom. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just has impressed my heart with the strong picture of an epic love story, this kind of sweeping saga where there's trial and there's difficulty and there's suffering and there's... Victory. And in the end, your breath kind of gets taken away by the beauty of what you've seen. And I believe that's what the Lord has shown me about the fivefold is that these gifts that our bridegroom Jesus has given to us as his bride are an act of love. He knew that they would be crucial and vital to becoming the bride that would be ready to receive her bridegroom. And so because He loves us so intensely, He has given us these gifts and many, many Christians are fairly unaware that these gifts have been given to us by a bridegroom who is preparing us for his return.
0: Mm. That reminds me of the differentiation between these gifts and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And just real briefly, we want to differentiate here that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are about the gifts, not the person. Exactly. The gifts of Jesus, these fivefold gifts, are about the person, not the gift. And what that means is, for example, if you have someone who is practicing the prophetic in obedience to what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, for example, how Everyone should want to practice that gift. And each of us should be, as Paul puts it, earnestly desiring to operate in that gift. And it's about that gift as opposed to the five full ministry gifts that Jesus distributed when he ascended. That is about a person. Jesus himself invests in a person, a particular skill set, a particular gifting to where that person is a benefit to the church.
1: Yeah. And Paul even says that it's a investment of Jesus of grace, specifically Mm. of grace. I love how it's stated in verse seven. It says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And obviously all of the gifts Spiritual gifts, fivefold ministry gifts are a result of the outworking of God's grace to the church, for the church and through the church. But particularly these fivefold ministry leaders are an outworking of God's grace to the church. And as we already read, Paul stipulates why we need that grace. He outlines all of the different benefits that these fivefold gifts bring to the church through the power of the grace of God and why they're so needed. And it's a powerful picture that he paints. So I think it's important to understand that differentiation that for every one of us who are part of the body of Christ, we are all given a gift gift package at salvation. We have spiritual gifts that the Lord has called us to operate in as a blessing to the church. We need one another and Paul mm-hmm. talks about that over and over again in his different letters to the churches. Without each one of us operating in our gifts, the body is at a loss. But in particular, these gifts of the fivefold ministry, they are the person that God has invested or called to this position with His grace and by His grace to be a foundation layer for the church and, and provide that stability and maturity that those gifts bring.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. I think about how the way the church in general, especially Western Church, operates today is essentially a pastor-teacher-led congregation where that pastor-teacher is essentially the same thing as the CEO of a corporation. And what our expectation is, is that this one person will have all of the gifts needed to build up the body of Christ. In addition to having administrative skill sets, management skill sets, everything needed to run a church. And it's no wonder that pastors often become completely stressed out, and I believe the the number that came out about 10 years ago from Barna uh, research was 93% of pastors' wives regret that their husband is in the ministry. How did we get here? If you study church history, there's some really interesting turns that we've taken through the centuries. But I would say this, I would say that for at least several centuries, we have been focused on orators, those who have a gift of communication. And what we do is when we see someone with that gift of communication, we say, you can teach, you do this really well, you should be in charge. So now all of a sudden we've taken someone who has the gift of teaching and we've asked them to operate outside of their skill sets and they can do that for a while. But in the end, it's too much to ask of any one person. That's why Jesus gave all of these different gifts to us, the church, so that it wouldn't become a one-man show. We don't have that example in scripture. We have churches that were founded and aided by apostolic leaders. And then right there within the congregation, the apostolic leader would raise up shepherds. He would call them pastors. And that word pastor also is used in the context of an elder or a shepherd, an overseer. There would be many of those overseers, not just one. There would be teachers who were raised up. There were evangelists identified. And all of these gifts were functioning in the New Testament in order to build up the church. In many ways, we don't see that today.
1: The fivefold ministry is actually one of the topics that we're going to be discussing in these foundation podcasts that we believe there are many wiser and more experienced leaders who have gone ahead of us in bringing an understanding to the church of the necessity for these leaders. And we've gleaned from a lot of Mm -hmm. their wisdom, a lot of their resources that they have created and shared with the church. When Chris and I first began to realize that this was something we were rather ignorant of, we were surprised that we had gone as long as we had in not understanding the fivefold. But I would say probably 20 years ago or so, we began to come in contact with some resources that opened our eyes. And one of the things that the Lord began to do was to call us to pray and ask the Lord, Father, would you give us some of these anointings? We don't fully understand this, but we're asking you, would you begin to pour out some of these anointings into our lives if that is part of your plan for us?
0: Yeah, in fact, I think it was probably 19-ish years ago, specifically, where I was asking the Lord every morning in my quiet time for the higher gifts. And somewhere in that process, weeks into that process, I felt an unction from the Holy Spirit to specifically ask for the apostolic. And I remember, (laughs) and I talked to you about this many times, I had no idea what that meant. Matter of fact, the only image that would come to my mind when I think of the apostolic was a missionary. And I didn't want to be a missionary, so I didn't know why I was praying for this or asking for this, but the Holy Spirit was leading me day by day to ask for this gift, to ask for the higher gifts, and specifically for the apostolic. Over time, He brought instruction. Over time, He brought understanding. But yielding to His Holy Spirit, even before there was understanding of, Father God, I I want these gifts.
1: Yeah, you know, I think with as much discussion as we're having about the fivefold, it could be easy to begin to take a tangent as a church and focus our sights on, wow, okay, well, the fivefold ministry is really important. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, they provide the foundation of the church with Christ as the cornerstone. So we really need to be seeking after these things and looking for them and growing in them and (laughs) chasing them down. And I think it's really important to remember these are grace gifts from Jesus. And so we can't manufacture them. We can't be chasing after them in our midst as a church. We just need to let Jesus pour out his grace on us. And as we walk together as a family, as a church family, we will begin to see the grace of God highlighting one or another of us. And we'll all begin to realize, oh, that person has an evangelistic anointing on their life. Perhaps they're even a fivefold evangelist. In other words, that gift is important to a greater scope of the church than maybe our 12 families or our 10 families. And the Lord will begin to raise up people in our midst because of his election, because of his choice, and also because of our heart cry to see these leaders raised up and to provide a foundation for the church.
0: That's so true. Jesus does this And our focus is to lean into him and who he is raising up and for what purpose. We don't do it. We can identify somebody and say, gosh, we think we see these gifts. But Jesus makes it very apparent when he is distributing these gifts on people. And here's another thing that is really important to understand is that we could get this wrong the best that we can do is to identify traits that are related to these giftings. For example, I may not be able to recognize an apostle, but I can recognize someone who has an apostolic gifting. This is an entrepreneurial type of mind. They're a visionary. They are a father or a mother. And for example, I can recognize someone with a prophetic gifting. I may be wrong if I say you are a prophet, but it's fairly safe to say, look, you seem to have a prophetic gift. As a church, we should not be focused on these roles and whether or not any of us are walking in that role. In contrast, what we should be focused on is raising up the gifts in each other because Jesus has deposited these in our midst in abundance through the Holy Spirit. So just for example, personally, we don't consider ourselves apostles. We may be, but that's up to Jesus. What we do know is that he's given apostolic gifts to us. And that's one of the ways that we think and that we process. We're visionaries and we kind of see the big picture. We have a fathering call, a mothering call in our lives like apostles. However, we're not going to go around using the title apostle. We're not going to go around telling others that we are apostles. We don't need to do that. It's enough for us to recognize gifts in each other and say, hey, look, you have an evangelistic anointing on your life. Let's glean from you in that. Let's help you get trained up to do more in that.
1: Yeah, I'd like for us to take a turn now into some more practical ideas of how this works out in the church, specifically in our collection of house churches. And one of the things that we feel strongly about is that the church should be led by, covered by an apostolic team. Now, what we mean by an apostolic team is simply A group of people that carry an apostolic anointing, just as, as Chris has articulated what those gifts would be, casting vision, having an entrepreneurial spirit for the church in regards to where we're going, how we get there, and having a fathering and mothering spirit to raise up those who are coming along behind us. So we have a group of people who carry those gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit, and they're partnered with Those who carry prophetic gifts so that they are hearing from the Lord for the direction for the church. And together, these apostolically anointed and prophetically anointed people cover and provide a covering for our collection of house churches.
0: Then those apostolic and those prophetically gifted people are looking for those who have shepherding gifts. We're going to call those pastors raising those up so that they can operate in their gifting to shepherd the body.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about what that shepherding gift looks like? Because there's such a cultural expectation of a pastor or a shepherd. So from our perspective, what do we believe are the qualifications for a
0: shepherd, Right. Instead of being a CEO type of a manager, a pastor in this context is an individual who cares for souls. This is the way this person is motivated. They can't help themselves. He or she is the type of person who they're texting that friend saying, how did your test go? Uh, how was work today? How's your mom doing? They're, they're constantly caring for the people in their lives that's how they operate. They operate as shepherds. And our goal is to identify those who have that shepherding gift, raise them up and have several of those in each home church so that the church is spiritually cared for.
1: That's right. And then in addition to that, we want to be raising up teachers and teachers are those whose hearts burn for the word of God. They're obsessed with the word. They love it. They can't get enough of it. They are digging into the word every day, finding nuggets, and then they have this overwhelming desire to share what the Holy Spirit has revealed to them with the body to build the body up into maturity, to equip the body, to allow the body to be set free from lies of the enemy or stumbling blocks that have been in their lives previously. That is the overwhelming desire of a teacher. So we're looking to raise up those who have that teaching gift.
0: And we've talked a little bit about evangelists already and how We're looking to raise up evangelists within each house, those who are motivated by getting outside, going to outreach, doing missions. And it's not that they want to go to an event. It's that that's how they're motivated in everyday life. As they walk through life, they're reaching out to the lost. What we want is to raise up those individuals to be able to train us, to train the entire church body to get better at this, to behave in that way. And so we see we've got teachers and pastors and evangelists and prophets and apostles all working together to build up the body for this purpose, to expand the kingdom.
1: Exactly. Now, I think one question that could be asked at this point would be, what if I don't carry any of those qualities? What if I don't see any of those fivefold qualities in my own life where I don't see that I carry those giftings? Does that make me unimportant in the body? Does that make me disqualified from participating in a house church? And the answer is absolutely not, <laughs> because you carry everything that the Holy Spirit has deposited in you to build up the body of Christ. And if it does not fall into one of these five-fold ministry categories, that means that you have a beautiful gift package that the body needs in other areas. For example, Paul talks about the gift of helps, of administration, of mercy, of faith, of generosity, of leadership. And all of these gifts and more are so desperately needed in the church body. To kind of bring a summary to this... These five-fold ministry gifts are foundation-laying gifts. They are equipping gifts, and they are found in the person that the Lord has highlighted and anointed to carry this leadership role. The other spiritual gifts are just as important, but they function differently in the body. They fill in the gaps, so to speak. They provide the total fullness, the health, the vibrancy of the body in all the other areas, And Peter talks about the fact that we are living stones being built into this beautiful temple, and we have Christ as our cornerstone. So imagine Christ is the cornerstone. He's the keystone, so to speak. And the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are the foundation laid on top of that cornerstone. And then all the other gifts build up the body into this beautiful, glorious temple. So every single one of the gifts are needed and absolutely necessary.
0: Amen, yeah, we're talking about one person is not more important than the other. These are gifts from Jesus, but each person plays a pivotal role in building the kingdom. Each person, regardless of whether or not they're a leader, is called to build the kingdom. Each person, regardless of whether or not they have a fivefold gift, is called to, as they go, make disciples. Amen. That's the call on all of our lives. And the bottom line is five-fold ministry leaders must operate in grace. And there must be an underlying motivation of agape love. This has to be done in love, with deference to each other, with a servant's heart and in love towards one another.
1: That's right. The the motivation of these fivefold leaders is to equip the body through the power of the grace of God mm. and with a motivation of love. That's why Christ has given them as a wedding gift to the body.
0: Amen. I want to remind you to go ahead and look at the vision statement document. There's a lot more detail in there including resources where you can read from really intelligent people who've written on this topic and know a lot about it and have a lot of experience and uh, and gain some understanding on this. There's more detail that we've provided in that document on all of these subjects.
1: That's right. And thanks so much for joining us.